0: Food for Golf is a show dedicated to exploring the stories and characters that are contributing to the greater golf community. All right, so today we are joined by uh, Josh Rutherford from At Slinging It Sports. Uh, I've been following Josh for uh, quite some time now, and uh, I find that uh, he's doing a lot of great stuff here on, uh, I guess, in the golf sphere uh, through Instagram, uh, YouTube, and uh, TikTok. And so what I wanted to do today, I wanted to get him on the show uh, so he could actually just share his story in regards to what he's been doing um, with the brand itself and where the brand's going. And we can also dive into how he got his start within golf. So, all right. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in uh, Josh Rutherford from At and It Sports. All
1: right. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. You?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Too bad I'm lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was, uh, how was your round today? Uh, it is one, I don't know, just a battle. Just a just battle? battle. So. I don't,
0: okay, we'll, we'll get into that, all right. <laughs> I've already done the intro, but uh, actually, I was going to say that, okay, greetings, obviously. Uh, you know, it was the first time we got a chance to actually speak together yeah. uh, on yeah. video. We've we been for a while now via messaging and... You know, I guess commenting on, uh, I guess our own uh, content, so your content, my content, and I love your uh, the video you posted earlier today uh, about your, your course vlog. <laughs> that second shot was that a three wood or was that like a five wood? What was going on there? Yeah, that was a three wood. Three wood. <laughs> I'm
1: not even kidding. When I, was, when I was sitting over that shot, I was just yeah. I was like, ah, this would look cool on camera, so might as well try oh, it. Oh, then, well. Absolutely. I was didn't, didn't end up playing out the way I thought it would play out in my head but yeah well
0: uh, yeah like a lot of those uh, courses because you are playing at Indian Wells there in California we, yeah. we'll get into, we talk about courses that you've played or had an opportunity to play over your I guess your life but where that ball was sitting it seemed like it was, it seemed like, were you on the grass or was that a no it was like,
1: like kind, kind, of, kind of like a, kind of a waste grass. yeah like a waste area, yeah, kind of just had like yeah, just a bunch of waste area. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was not ideal. The ball was probably two inches above, three inches above my feet, so, yeah.
0: I was, I was trying to judge that distance. I was thinking, like, okay, it might have been at least, like, an inch or two inches. Like, I mean, perfect. I couldn't take that shot. I mean, especially with a three-wood. I, I would take it with a uh, it I was like If I was in a draw line,
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't have any issues with it, but. Okay. Thought it'd look cool. I okay, yeah. I just wanna. I don't know. Like it's it's one of those things when you're doing this and it's like, well, if I take like an eight iron out right now and just hit it to, 150 yards or 100 yards out, and it's like, like I don't know. Some of those crazy shots is fun. It's like one of the guys, like I, you know who he is, like Mac Boucher. When I watch his videos, like everything he's doing is like. So you kind of learn. You kind of that's what I do is watch other watch other people see what they're doing and see what people like to watch and what they're what they're sharing, what they're doing, and. Obviously the crazy shots he hits, so it's like sometimes that is in my head, it's like, Well, let's try it. Let's see what goes on here and it works out sometimes, it doesn't work out others, so
0: Yeah, I think it's like um, like I call it the, like live and die by the sword, right? Yeah. I mean it's just I guess it's a level of acceptance when you talk about this, like Dustin Johnson talks about him accepting uh playing each shot for each shot, but also accepting the result, good or bad, right? Um yeah. that's something that I wanted I practiced this past season and if it helped me play a little bit better, but uh golf's fucking hard anyway it's
1: it's so. If like, I'm gonna go out and I'm actually gonna play like if I play Matt in a match and uh on our youtube channel, and mm. yeah I'll, you, we'll try certain shots if it's like okay, this is actually doable, but if it's like we we do take it competitively too, so it's like if it doesn't need to happen and you're playing it like you you just need to tie the hole or whatever, and you're up, and yeah. sometimes like we play golf too, but. Or, like, like, for example, like, in a tournament, I'd never do that. Like, I played tournaments yeah. again this year, and, like, I would never, I would never, ever try to top a tournament. tournament. But yeah. <laughs> why not, like, if it was, it was cool, maybe it would have, I don't know, maybe you get, again, like, you know, stuff we've talked about before, it's like some crazy shots, and who knows? Like, honestly, I, I do this to, like, I'm trying to expand my brand, and we'll see something like that. Yeah, I can do different. something crazy, and you never know. Maybe it goes 100, 200 million views, you never know. It,
0: it, Exactly, yeah. And it's interesting. So I was going to start off with just talking about, you know, like when did you get your start within golf, um, you know, throughout your life? Like when did you start playing? I
1: played yeah, I played as a kid. I always grew up playing at, I guess the golf course is called South Interlake Golf and Country Club when I was uh, younger. Um, I'm hoping to go back there this year, actually, and do some vlogs and go back to Manitoba but uh, it's okay. called Whispering, Whispering Winds, and I'm not really, I like, yeah, so I don't know, but yeah, that's kind of where I grew up playing, is uh, just in Manitoba there, just in a little town outside of Winnipeg called Warren, and Warren uh, yeah, so I, that's where I grew up playing, I didn't really play much, I was, like, I played summer hockey growing up, played baseball in the summer, so didn't play much golf, there was probably like a, Maybe four weeks a year where I go out and play, or maybe just randomly here or there. But it wasn't until I got into high school and when I started working at a golf course and in the back shop and started playing after work or before work, like every single day. And then, yeah, just kind of went on in the summertime. And I just got more and more, got older and more and more played. That's kind of how I got yeah. into. It. I didn't play much when I was younger. I was a terrible golfer. Yeah, I, you know it's interesting
0: you say that because like, look, we're both we're both Prairie boys, you know. Like, you grew yeah. up, uh, I grew up neighboring in neighboring Saskatchewan, and look, I took up the sports the same thing, kind of the way you did. Like, I grew up playing, uh, uh, I guess, soccer like hockey. Uh, I didn't play summer hockey, but I played multiple sports. So I played soccer during the summertime. Um, then I got into hockey. Then later on, I got into football. When I got to like high school and played basketball and so forth, but was one of the sports it was kind of like an afterthought for me. Like I started playing when I was 12 years old and uh, we used to only kind of fuss around in, um, in like fields, you know, like, because out in the prairies there's a lot of fucking space, right? So you could, you could hit balls anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Like, I learned to play on a nine hole course called a uh, short course. It's just outside of Regina. It's just, it, it's pretty much, it, it's a go track, right? I don't know about the, the course where you learned That's it. So I mean, like a track, you know, and I, I I think that uh, being kids that definitely grew up in um, grew up in the prairies, there's kind of like no frills, right? Um, you're dealing with like different types of grass. Uh, it could be uh, the grass could be like one way at one part of the year and could be dry as fuck on the other part of the year, and also you're dealing with wind too, right? So it's, yes. it's one of those things when it comes to just no frills golf is I guess you end up playing just for the sake of just playing, and you're just you're doing with your friends but well, you got a chance to uh start playing the sport uh like working at a golf course that's something i never got a chance to do as a kid i've had yeah. a couple friends who did that and it definitely helped get your i guess get into the groove of just hey, i think you kind of just start playing the sport just for the sake of just passing time and it and eventually over time you you kind of slide into loving it right i mean or growing an appreciation for it as you maybe get older
1: yeah right? like it kind Cause I wasn't when I worked at the course. I still wasn't. I wasn't good at golf. I thought I thought I was good, but I wasn't good. And like, I was playing with kids, like just like go out to play pros maybe a couple times, and and go out and play with the other backshop kids, and or and then when I actually got older, like when I got like 18, 19, 20, and I moved up into the pro shop when I was working there, the backshop kids that we got were absolutely phenomenal. Like we had like three kids that played on the. Manitoba junior team, like they're, they're in the junior academy, is like so they're three or two to five years younger yeah. than me, and they're going out there and, and beating me. So, like, that was actually probably the first step to where I started getting better at golf was just, like, the whole saying, goals you play with the better golfers you play with, you're going to get better. So, yeah, learning from them and a couple of Manitoba junior champions, just working with them, and yeah, so it's uh, that was kind of like first. Thing for me to kind of realize like, hey, you need to do this or that, or this is what you need to do to get better. And for me, it was the first thing was distance, right? Like I just needed to get distance. So that's when I took my okay. first lessons. So, okay. yeah. All
0: right. Would you see? Are you? Are you um, were you more of like a self taught? You said you took lessons, but did you take lessons on a frequent basis or just here and there?
1: No, I took three lessons. <clears throat> three,
0: three lessons. Yeah. So, and yeah. you're like, what? Well,
1: energy? I went up to the pro like so I was working with like the GM and I said hey like I'd like to take some lessons like I, like, I just wanted to get better and we did three like it was like 150 bucks or it's like whatever three lessons give me 150 and it was just did three different lessons over the course of like six weeks and it was a battle that whole year like because I, I I hit like a big old like 30 yard cut slice whatever you want to call it and it was just obviously playing that ball flight's it's not Conducive to shooting low scores,
0: yeah, so like
1: right. as I can, I need to learn how to hit a draw. And I think for that okay. whole next year, it was just like snap hook, snap hook, snap hook. But it's like buy into it and just continue with the process, and eventually it, it worked out. And I have just a natural draw; I don't have to think about it. Yeah. it's it's just my swing. Okay.
0: Did you always know that you were a left hand golfer? Like, were you left? Yeah. Are you left handed or are you right handed? As a I'm right handed
1: in life? Right-handed, I play golf left, I play hockey left, I bat left, but I throw right. Throw right, okay. It's interesting Mm -hmm. because I
0: I played hockey left, I'm right-handed, I play hockey left, but everything else, golf, baseball, bat, and swing the club right-handed, which is crazy, I just, I I don't know, right? Yeah. I guess know,
1: there's yeah, a lot I'm of left left-handed hockey players, and a lot of a lot of guys that are left-handed hockey players play golf, right? I I don't understand this. It's the same motion yeah, when you take a slap shot. I don't get it. That's correct. It's at the bottom, right? I just I
0: don't really know what it is. It's it's um it'd be kind of an interesting topic to explore if you look at how many I guess I guess there's a lot of left-hand golfers per capita that are located here in Canada. I think it's because of like hockey, right? I mean, yeah, a lot of people. Shoot, shoot the puck left handed, I shoot the puck left handed, but I, I didn't get it, you know. So it's 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 a it's a strange phenomenon, but i love to do like to dive deep into it with other persons who are like, okay, like where are you at with this? Like are you a right handed guy, are you left handed guy? And just figure you know, out also it's like
1: when I'm playing hockey, like a golf guy he's left he's a lefty in golf. And when we went, mm-hmm. we went and played hockey he's right handed. Yeah. And I'm like, well just chop, chop that puck out of the zone. He's like he's like, I'm like put your hand hands together like you're swing a golf a white cat. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like he physically can't do it. it's <laughs> like puts his hands together oh, yeah. swinging right handed. He, he can't he doesn't know what he's doing, but he goes the other way and goes left hand and he can do it just fine. And it's like that's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. But that was just one person. Yeah.
0: That's funny because you know what's funny, uh this this past season that um you know sometimes when you're on the course and you get yourself in uh, uh interesting lies that, you know, maybe they end up underneath a tree and you have no room to, uh, I guess, to uh, take, like, a stance on it to address the club. So I thought, you know what, well, I might just flip it around backwards and shoot it like a hockey puck, right, the left hand. It's like, i <laughs> doing that. So it was like a was like pitching, wedge. should need something a little flat on the back, or I should probably took a seven and just choke down on it and, yeah. you know, like take a slap shot, just like a snap shot to get it out in. It actually worked for me. Just <laughs> <round ago. laughs> yeah, well, Whenever you help, exactly, exactly right. You know, when, whenever it is, where it is. So, anyway, I was going to say to you. So you played, you, you played hockey at a competitive level. That's the sport that took you, um, that you played outside of, I guess, your uh, standard youth or an elite level, correct? Know. So yeah, you spent some time down in Minot. Yeah. Okay. So
1: yeah, I played. I actually, went down to. School right out of high school when I was 18 to a little little town in North Dakota first, but called Bottenheim. I spent okay. a year there and then went back and played junior hockey in Manitoba for a couple of years and then yeah. I didn't think like <clears throat> I didn't know if I wanted to go back to school, so then I took a year off and went out and tried to lift a couple of pro teams. Okay, yeah. didn't actually track. Okay, but yeah, I was out east in the states and. Uh, it's actually yeah. funny. Have you watched that Netflix series uh, with the Danbury Trashers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was there. The Danbury Trashers. I was there yeah. two years after that when they started the team, a new team up. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it either. Yeah. So spent like a month there. Wow. Yeah. And then came back home and just a year kind of literally I was working at a, a hockey training center just working with kids and skills and that's all I was doing and then uh, – I don't know where I got a call from um, Minot's coach and wanted me to come down. And so I guess a couple yeah. guys, he knew who I was and kind of mentioned them. And yeah, it's the old saying goes, if you're not doing, like, it was funny. Our coach literally in the dressing room one day, it's like right before Christmas, we're trying to We're I think we're like number three or four team in the country at that time. And he's like, Hey, if you have any friends anywhere that's just doing nothing and their career's going nowhere, get them here. It's like, Okay, so it's a place to go to die. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, I know. Was, was
0: that, was that Minoc, Like, Were you playing, like, college hockey? Like, uh, for minor, Or was that another team? I'm just curious. No, Minot
1: State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, AC- State.
0: yeah, it's an Yeah, Minot State,
1: yeah. Yeah, so they're in ACHA chain hockey, ACHA Division One, which... They've had a lot of teams, or not a lot, but a few teams go out of there to NCAA Division One. The only difference is is it's club hockey so they don't give athletic scholarships and there is a big discrepancy there you got there is like six to eight like really good teams when I was there but then there's a huge drop off like so yeah it's competitive to a standpoint like you'll go you could go beat teams by eight nine goals and then a dozen games a year you're gonna it's gonna be good hockey but it's uh it's a little bit of a drop off but I don't know. I I follow it still to this day. It looks like it's it's still really good hockey, and, and like might not they get all junior A kids, so yeah. they get, get some pretty decent players, and they're picking from the best, the best that don't go NCAA, right, or or CIS. Yeah. They're they're picking those kids, so they get some pretty good talent down there. Yeah,
0: actually, uh, a, a guy I grew up with um, here in Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, uh, Tyler Burby, he played there uh, of okay. uh, years uh, before you did. And yeah, so that's how I knew that Minot State had a uh, had a hockey team, but more on a club basis. And I was not familiar with that uh, the system in regards to uh, NCAA, where they have Division One hockey, then they have uh, Division Three. There's no Division Two, but uh, programs such as like Penn State and Arizona State Sun Devils, they started off as club teams, and now look yeah. at them, uh, they turned themselves into Division One. They're already Division One teams in general the, the programs were there but uh they got their boosters uh that allowed to fund the hockey program order yeah. to so become where they are now right so
1: yeah so penn state funny thing about that so my first year hmm. down there was, was like, last. last yeah, yeah. yeah so they so i got to see them like and it was they're loading up for d1 their last right, year right? Right. they're getting freshmen in there to like just so that they're with the school so they and they're promising scholarships after that year. So a lot of kids, so they had, they had a young team, but a lot of really high-end kids around the States. And, yeah, so it's, the fight with Penn State is I'm pretty sure it was a it was a former player okay. who's took, who got inherited, I, I could be wrong on this, but this is what we were told when we were down there, got inherited like an oil field company, sold it, and then he just wrote okay. the school a check to make their team go D1. It was one player. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. That's kind yeah. of weird.
1: <laughs> and then Arizona State. My last year there was their last year before they went D1. So.
0: Yes. And, uh, yeah. When I was, uh, I used to, uh, when I was personal training. I was, I was coaching a kid who was, he was starting to get into NCAA. Uh, he ended up going to uh, to uh, Dartmouth uh, College, so Ivy League. But I remember it was kind of following what was happening at that time, and I knew that Arizona State. Was going uh, uh, they were going to go to full Division One and they they looked good right? but it was and I I've been to I've been to like Scottsdale and that area and uh, yeah <laughs> like and I, I have um some of my former uh, uh, teammates who I played football with in California they transferred to Arizona State so I knew like Tempe was lit
1: Kay. Right. so. It was pretty cool. Like that was one of the places that we were like, hey, let us go out, because like we're in a hotel and I think we're like 20 stories up or whatever, and we could literally look out our room and there's like a rooftop college party going on. We're just like, come on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it looks, it
1: looks like a fun place to go to school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Arizona. Like, yeah, Arizona State was. Uh, yeah, I knew a couple. Like I said, I knew a couple guys who went there, and uh, they uh, they never they, they ever they never said they didn't like it. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's
1: hard not to. So let me
0: ask um... So when you were in college, uh, what did you study? Like, is that related to what you're doing now as like a career? Or?
1: Uh, no, I was actually going to school to be a teacher. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah. all right. So yeah, possession teacher and yeah, that in history is what I studied in school. So, and then okay. just got a call from a, one of my actually you might know my brother-in-law, one of his best friends, got a call to to offer me a job to go up north in Alberta in the oil field, and it was one of those things where it's like well, hard to turn down. And I was like, gonna gonna take me ten years being a teacher just to make what you're starting, plus all the incentives, and it's just like, ah, uh, hard to say no to that. Like this is like figuring out it's like a ten year bump ahead of where you are and or more. Yeah. So hard to turn that stuff down. So that's kind of where that's what. And I left school. Like I still had a year and a half left at yeah. school at So okay.
0: So like uh, right now, so are you still working within I guess the uh, uh, oil and gas industry? Is that what you're doing no, now?
1: I'm in Forestry now. Uh, okay. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So that took you out to, I guess, the Vancouver, the Vancouver area so forth there because of... Uh, well, up north uh, when...
1: Yeah, north where I, was, where I was living in a little town called Manning. Um, they yeah, they had a sawmill there, so when oil crashed, <clears throat> well, obviously yeah, a bunch of us got laid off. And I think it was like mm-hmm. six, eight months after. And so then I was kind of trying to figure out what to do, and there wasn't really anything there. And I didn't, so I was only there for like two years. So I was like, we were contemplating what to do. So it was like a month later, a month and a half later, I was like, like whatever, I'll go drop a resume off. Like, I don't have any other options. So, what's either that or we go back to Gatolba or we go back to North Dakota and and try to figure it out. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I dropped a resume off, off and i an interview a couple of days later and hired the next day, and the rest is history. I've been in this industry now for eight years, supervising it for seven. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I guess it'll keep you busy. Well,
0: obviously, uh, it keeps you occupied, but not as much occupied. You get a chance to play golf all year round yeah, on the West Coast. Tell us that's what that's all about. Like, it must be nice, the life, uh, you know, to be able to play golf. I wish.
1: So it's actually, I was actually, well, because we were just talking, big, like, yeah, I just golfed today. But one of the guys I was golfing with, he's like, we were just talking, like, last year I was so gun ho, like, I didn't give it, I didn't care what the weather was. I was going. My goal was to golf in every single month. It didn't matter what it was. I wanted to experience it. And then this year is completely different. Like, go to played a little bit leading up to Palm Springs just to keep the game sharp. And then after Palm Springs in the third, middle of December, I've I played two rounds. That was my second round in, in, like, the last 40 days. So, it's, like, a little bit, it's like, ah, it's a rainy. I don't, I'm not going. <laughs> so, and it, it's, like, cold. I got, yeah, so, and then again, with all the editing and stuff, it, it takes a lot of time. So, like, to do, like, get all the Palm spring strips done, but that, like, takes, like, Four hours to six hours per video, so it's and I got thirteen videos done, so it's just like two three weeks of just like continuing editing on it and outside of work, and obviously all the stuff I do on TikTok and Instagram as well. So it's like you just combine all that stuff, and it takes a lot of time. So once you get kind of the bigger stuff done with, it kind of frees you up a little bit to golf, and I'm kind of now just getting into that area to where I have a little bit more time. So
0: actually, it's. It's interesting, like we are going to talk about your editing process. Uh, I mean, like I know firsthand what it, you know, as someone who, uh, uh, I guess, I guess blogs, I didn't do much course blogs this past, uh, this past season, but uh, the season before that, and also even just putting together this podcast and just creating content and doing yeah. all the editing for it. It's not, it's not as easy as it looks. Right. I mean, I guess there's a lot of, uh, now that's come up where, um, uh, uh, I guess uh, men and women are uh, more so a lot more men now are, are parts of they have like a, uh, a golf influencer golf community, like ensemble of people that are contributing or creating content uh, together. And that's, that's given them an opportunity to maybe, uh, I guess, share the workload, but yeah. for those of us who are creating from, you know, uh, I guess from our own means, just ourselves, it's, it's, it, it's a process, right? I mean,
1: takes a lot of time. Like, yeah, like, I when I first got into it and started doing this, and then really when I – I made the – I thought of doing this, and I started hitting into simulators and doing that stuff. It's kind of how I got it up north, because I wanted to do something through the winter over COVID. I didn't really know what to do. I'm not even going to lie. I downloaded an Instagram account, and then literally a month later, I started I never had Instagram. I only had Instagram for one month before I started doing stuff on social media. I just had Facebook, and then wasn't ever, like, interested in, uh, like, diving into, like, I was always kind of like, I don't need to worry about other people's stuff, and this is yeah. how it was, like, and then just all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, I'll download it, see what it is, COVID, you're not really doing anything, downloaded it, saw all this stuff for a month, I'm like, I can do this. So, okay. I started making videos, and just on Instagram, and yeah, and then after a year, kind of, or four or five months, and then the move here, I didn't know what to do. Like, I wasn't really posting or wasn't really doing anything. thought I needed to find someone to kind of do this with because I really didn't know what I was doing. And okay. yeah. yeah, I kind of like, I would say kind of the end of this year was my first full year kind of going at it. So my whole first year and year like three months of the account, I had like 1,700 followers. And it was just from random stuff. It wasn't from actually, like, setting down a schedule and actually, okay, this is what you need to do, setting down a game plan and how you're going to attack and how you're going to actually grow your brand and how you're going to do stuff. And it wasn't until, like, last fall when me and Matt got together and I approached him to do some matches with me. Oh, and then finally get that okay. stuff. And that was it. And then constantly by the end of that year, as a kid, I need to start posting more consistently on Instagram. I was like, okay, let's do one post a day. And that's all I did. And then the springtime of last year, after I did my when I went to Calgary and I did the band, silver tip, Silvertip, uh, Stewart Creek, that trip, I was like, "Okay, you need to post twice a day. Like twice a day, you're gonna you're gonna be able to reach more people." And then that's when it kind of just blew up. Um, like it was like I hit 2,000 followers last year in the middle of January, and from then out it's at 12.7. So it's 10.7 over the course of a year. So I. As just basically starting, I thought that was a pretty good first year, so mm. I was happy with that. But yeah, going into all the editing and stuff, it's it's crazy how much time it goes into it, and you do have to sacrifice a lot of stuff. Like, I, mm. I really do want to do this full time. This is something I want to do down the road. So this I feel like going to golf courses. I think there's a there's definitely a big avenue for marketing through social media for golf courses. I don't think they do it very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I've always talked about it before. So, uh, like, I feel like there's some way you can get into it. Like, I, I try to approach a golf course that I'm at right now, and they, they just, they don't, they're not interested in it, but it's like Vancouver Island's on an actual island. It's, this is the number one thing on this island is tourism. It's like, how don't you want more stuff out there so when people come here and play? I actually played with a guy who follows me today for the first time. And he basically okay. just messaged me that I want to come and play in Nanaimo. Can we get out there? I'm only going to come I play with you. So it's like, he's never played the course. He's been to the island multiple times. He's played up north in Courtney at Crown Isle, Story Creek, Campbell River. He's gone to Bear Mountain. But he's passed through Nanaimo a bunch of times to so never come and play. The only reason he's coming there was because of seeing my stuff on social media. So awesome. it's like, how do you not want more basically almost free advertising, right? Like, it's a tourism hot tourism destination, and you're not trying to get your course out there. So we'll see. I, I'm I, yeah. I, I just don't understand why golf courses don't do it. Well, you know, it's, it's like
0: yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and you know, you've brought up a lot of great points. And yeah, there there is a uh, there is there's a gap in regards to promoting, and especially in this country. Like, look, Canada is a golf. Um, it is a it's, a, it's a hot golf market, right? And it's been underserved. And this is just my opinion. Uh, like, sure, there's certain parts, like, you, like where you live, you can play all year round. Um, stay, like, on the prairies, There's the season's a little bit shorter. In Ontario, season probably starts to from March until November. And then yeah. on in, like, I guess, the East Coast, it might be a little bit shorter, maybe around, like, April to, I guess, maybe October, like early October. That's where the seasons are. But there's a lot of courses outside of, um, like, I know from living in Ontario for a number of years, there's, like, 820 courses in Ontario just alone, right? And you go across the board uh, to places like, you know, I guess when you talk about hot spots for golf, I would say uh, Toronto and Greater Toronto. Um, then after, you have, like, like uh, Vancouver area, like uh, uh, Vancouver Island, around that. And you have maybe parts of the prairies because, obviously, you got the courses the the Banff Banff courses and around the Calgary. um, And then you go probably more um, like east to like the Cabot's PEI, right? That's where we're at, right? When it comes to like mindshare, but there's so many, there's so much great golf. And even out here on the prairies, there are some great courses. I would say not probably the southern part of the prairies of Saskatchewan, like in Saskatchewan, but the central part of Saskatchewan there is. And having access to like courses up in, um, uh, like Elk Ridge and um, you would say that like Cook, Cook Municipal and uh, courses like that in that area. But, yeah, I feel that um, the next generation of uh, players, and especially Canadian players or anyone that, you know, like these courses, some of them are private. Uh, I was actually going to ask you about the course you play, whether it's private or public, but uh, even these mom-and-pops or these public tracks or semi-private tracks, they can do a lot better in regards to them getting themselves out here on social media through uh, visual platforms like Instagram right. and like TikTok. But I would say more like Instagram, right? It's uh, there. There is, the, there is a gap and you actually, like I, I've thought about those ideas and I did think about that last year at beginning of the season to approach some of the courses that were in um, uh, the greater Toronto area. But I, you know, I just, I, ended up, ended up, I didn't end up. I didn't up doing it. I, I, could, I watched them on social media. You can see that they they need a little bit of work. But even for them to, to just be featured, like, it doesn't take much for getting some people out there so people can see. You get even noticed because you might not even see a track that you that you've never even played before if you've never been to an area and yeah, see exactly. if the Instagram. You know, I like, mean, hey, you know if uh, Josh comes, I see you uh, playing out in Nanaimo, right? So a couple of your videos, and I'm like, hey, you know, I've never heard of that course. You know, that's Let's hear about
1: it. Right. Yeah. right? So, yeah. no, it, it, yeah. it's, I, I think it's the way to go. Like the one thing I've, I've seen it on a few golf courses and a few, um, uh, influencers pages is they're putting that they're an ambassador for a club. So it's like, okay. And I think that honestly, I think that's going to be huge. So again, I honestly, like I, I do, I follow, like I, I watch a lot of Mac Boucher stuff and like he's at bear mountain three, four months a year. Where where do people associate him with Bear Mountain? Where do people see his? He's out there so much, his contents out there so much. I didn't even I lived on the island. and I didn't even know about Bear Mountain until I saw his stuff on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That might be pretty like I guess dumb of me to say because like it is two top 100 golf courses in Canada, and how I didn't know that they were on the island. But just it's even stuff like that. People who golf all the time, they know stuff about golf. Golf courses aren't generally – people don't – unless you're searching that area. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm when I was moving to IMO, I was like, hey, search in IMO what golf courses are around in IMO. Well, I'm not looking at Victoria an hour away because I'm – why am I traveling an hour 20 minutes to go play golf? When I got yeah, uh, six golf courses within 30 minutes of me, right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, what, I never looked. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't from, like, people giving word of mouth. And then you know, what – it wasn't until I saw his videos and I was like, "Oh, I want to go play that course. Like it looks unreal." And it wasn't from the fact of what he was doing on the course. It was from the fact that the course is just legit an unreal place to play. Like, it the Valley course there, I, I think actually should be rated higher. It's it's a phenomenal golf course, and um, yeah, they keep it in great condition all year. Like you, could, they got two hotels there. Like it's 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 marketing that side of it. And he's done a great job for them marketing the golf course, but, but there's yeah. so much more that goes involved in it. It's like let's market your food let's market your your uh, the stay the place to stay like and that's kind of like where I want to go with this is kind of I'm trying to see how it works, but it's like more so hit up the resorts and hit up other golf courses while you're there and kind of give everyone the total experience exactly. and I think that, awesome. is much, that is my that's that's golf why do you go on a trip why do you go yeah right so, Yes.
0: and Interesting that because it's it the golf brings people together and I feel that is the case, but there's other elements of golf itself that you can explore and enjoy. So hypothetically if you say if you have a partner who might not be into golf, all right, or you go on a couple thing, or if she's not or he or she is not into golf, but how can you how can you maybe have that experience where they go together where you're not only you're just golfing but maybe explore the area or just so the thought process behind just sleeping or staying at a place, right? Like I had never realized that that course was a stay in place, right? And I didn't yeah, exactly. know it actually had three they, they, they,
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, I people do a great job at, at marketing. Like I don't want to say like they don't, but like they miss everything. Like as a golfer on a trip. Um, Like, I follow Foreplay. I watch all their videos. And the one thing they do that I I love is you see everything from the time they get there, the time they arrive, how do they get there, what do they do, the day before, their breakfast, everything. And that's what you want to see in a trip. You want to see everything. What is this experience going to give me if I go there? And I don't think that's out there that much. I think when you... Like when you plan a trip, you kind of really don't know what you're getting into. And planning a golf trip costs thousands of dollars. And when you spend that money, you want to make sure you're going for the right reasons. And that's kind of what I want to do. I want people to make sure that when they go to these places, that they're doing it for the right reasons. So this time when I went to Palm Springs, like Indian Wells caught me, it was, I worked with them pretty, like it was, I was blown away that they did it. Like it was the first time it happened to me. And uh, I had an, awesome day like so okay and i wish i could have like shown more of it it was just trying to cram everything in there i didn't really have it and again like i'm starting to learn you learn as you go and it's like okay i need to be there like two hours before the first tea time next time because i need to be able to show so much more because i would like to see more so much more so this whole trial to the palm springs is like the next trip i go on it's just going to be able to like get more and more of that content that i think is more valid that I would like to see, and I hope other people and golfers in general like to see if they go on trips. Uh,
0: absolutely. For someone who, like, I used to live in California, like NorCal, and I haven't been back to uh, that part of the country for since 2005. It's been a long time. However, uh, watching your videos uh, featuring uh, Southern California golf was amazing, right? I mean, and the, the experience, like, yes, there's the course there, and you obviously know that as uh, – uh, the recent um, uh, course, uh, recent tournament, last week's tournament, PGA tournament was played yeah. there at the West the West course, but there's other things that are going on there, or even seeing the course say like, okay, what the clubhouse looks like, uh, what's the driving range look like, what like, you know, the practice facilities and, you know, like the carts and like, what are you getting behind the scenes, but yeah. you know, like, what makes, you know, like, okay, like, if you talk about, um, you could just go up and you look at a course and them what their green fees are okay well this is this is this is this is these are the green fees but like what are you getting for that fee right exactly yeah no okay so you're, not... you're, yeah so i didn't realize that okay so indian wells comped you to get out there like so did you you, yeah. you paid for your travel or did they how does that work
1: yeah so we went out with- it was, it was a family trip. Like, um, actually, like, cause I went back to back years. That wasn't even a plan to begin with. We had a, we had a family trip planned to Vegas and I was going to go golf in Vegas for five, six rounds. But then the second, I guess third or whatever, how many stages of COVID came out and we looked at the test to get back and it was going to cost us like 1400 bucks just to get the test to come back. I'm like, I'm not spending 1400 bucks just to come back into Canada. So, we canceled that trip. I ended up going to Palm Springs with my wife and her, um, her sister came down and her mom and dad and our family all went down and yeah. we had a blast. So, and then they actually, it was, it was nothing. I like kind of like sought out. It was, I sent them, e- like I sent emails all the time when I'm traveling just to see if I can get people to bite. And it's like, I'm trying to start somewhere. So, and then all of a sudden they messaged me on Instagram, like two weeks later said, Hey, let me know when you come out. And I'm um, so. I I called him or emailed them back, and then end up actually just calling the guy. <laughs> um, yeah. he did respond to one of my emails like wait like a long time ago. So I'm like, well, let me see if his phone number's on it. So I got his phone number, called him. We started talking, and he just said, "Yeah, we'll comp you, and you come here, all this stuff." And so it comes down to the things like don't don't just take no. It's like if you just keep pushing, stuff stuff's gonna happen, right? So like. And I don't just take no. I'm pretty sure my golf course is getting pretty annoyed with me, me pushing them to, like, do stuff too. So, but, like, I, I don't. It's just, I'm trying to, this is, I, t- I take what I do as a business. So, it's like, I want to yeah. make it a business. Event. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, that was it. And, again, going off your question. <laughs> you you know, well you so, so. Uh, sorry, Donovan, just cutting out there.
0: Oh, no. no, that's all good. Can you, can you hear me now? No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there I you go. It, I guess it's, it's the internet might be a little—I uh, don't know—is it my internet or yours? You're, you're a little like am I pixely? I, I, you're pixely yeah, you're a little
1: pixely, but I only have two bars, so right. I, I hope it doesn't.
0: Uh, yeah. and, you don't have Wi-Fi connection, or you just like? <laughs> I do you, have uh, Wi-Fi, but it's just like it's, its giving you less. Uh, whatever what it is, but it is. I'll—I'll I'll clean it up in post-production. You know how it
1: works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amplifying, like maybe like you know, filter the video around. Okay, so I'm actually going to ask you about your... Uh, so the course you play, what's the name of the course that you play at on a regular basis? Nanaimo Golf Club. Nanaimo Golf Club, okay. So is that a is that a, uh, private, semi-private, public it's, track? What, what it's semi-private,
1: and uh, I think non-members can't play till after 12 unless okay. you... A member can only bring a guest out 48 hours in advance before 12 o'clock. So if there's an open tea time, you can bring a guest out, but Honestly, what people do is they just put like, – everyone does it. They just put other people's names in there, and then they pull it out 48 hours before, and then they call the pro shop. <laughs> so, okay. There's no, there's no reason to the rule. Like, yeah. like, it's not a secret. Everyone does it. So. Yeah, gaming the system. So
0: I'm actually going to say about that course. So since you guys are – it's open all year round, right, which is – Yeah, awesome. unless there's snow. Awesome. Unless there's snow and you, you, you got a couple dumps last like i'll see before christmas
1: well last we got a couple dumps this year that are pretty bad (laughs) yeah but again growing up in manitoba it's nothing but again it shuts down everything because it's so wet it's just that's the thing is when i came here and people are like oh yeah if we get snow it just shuts down and i'm like okay and you guys just can't handle snow but it's different it's like super wet heavy and it's like if you have a small car you ain't moving in it like, we had a snowstorm this year yeah. because we'd get my, up my hill from my for my place. I was just oh, like... Really so it was, yeah, so, and it just, it's just different. When you got roads that are like this, yeah. and you're trying to go, yeah. go up it in ice and snow, it, it, you can't get any speed going. You just can't. Yeah, so it's,
0: zero yeah. like when People don't understand. Yeah. They've never, more than likely, a lot of people in this country, unless you don't live on the prairies, you kind of never really visit, right? And unless someone works, so they don't kind of get it where it's flat, but you know, like uh, like winter driving's uh winter driving's a sport where <laughs> we come from, right, but <laughs> yeah well, so I... ask you about the so the course you play, I guess you're a member at what what are the green fees that like, can you when you come in if you're a guest? Uh, how much you pay? right now, the uh, guy just told
1: me today he paid sixty five bucks to go play, but it's that okay. the one thing I'll say its not bad. and he even said to me after he's like, man, that was like that was well worth sixty five dollars, like that was he's like that was cheap so um and it's not bad because like it is the i will give it to the golf course they do a phenomenal job. the drainage is great didn't have a single speck of mud on my shoes like just on the bottom like just in your spikes other than that like the the greens are phenomenal right now and the course is just in great shape but it is the best winter course everyone tells me on the island but i think bear mountain is pretty good too um, but yeah, it's, it's nothing north of Victoria is going to come close to Nanaimo in the wintertime. So really, you a, yeah, you get a 50 mil dump of rain and then next day you go out there and your ball's not plugging.
0: Yeah. Like I, I was looking at the, the course, it's like you, your, your, your videos, um, your your videos actually, obviously, I guess it obviously does the course justice, but even those little details such as that, like, I mean, that's what I'm asking about it, it, it looks like it's. It's great all year round. You, it is. You, you can't go wrong with even if it's drained properly like that. Yeah. So it, yeah. That place is 80, no, it's eighteen. Right? Yeah. Okay. Do you when you play, do you walk or do you ride? What's uh what's your thing?
1: Uh when I, I like walking better, <laughs> but when I'm filming it's it's gotta be in a cart. <laughs> okay, okay, If I'm playing by my myself in filming i can walk but when it's like me and matt or i'm playing with three other people it's i i just just for pace of play like i I don't know about any other golf social media golfers but it's always in the back of my mind not to slow someone down and i actually have a fun story about that in palm springs but um we yeah it's always in the back of my, don't slow people down, like obviously they're going to see me with a camera out there and I've had so many comments, like people are legit, the rudest people toward. well I shouldn't say people, the rare few that think they have the right to say something to someone with a camera and, and just snarky comments, it's, it's, it, you just, I'm trying to avoid that, it's like, I don't want to, I, I, I'm not out there to ruin someone's day, I'm out there to make golf content because I like it and hopefully other people that watch it like it, so try not to slow down pace of pace is literally my biggest worry on the golf course. And I don't. Yeah. And so in Palm Springs, get into that actually. Um, <laughs> so at Silver Rock, I I, I got, I'm going to have a review coming out. In this, but anyway, so it ruined my experience there. And I had so many people tell me that Silver Rock is like a must course to play. I okay. couldn't say anything good about it because of who I played with. Okay. And, right off the start like just I I tell everyone kind of what I'm doing just so that they kind of understand kind of like what's going on and then no one said anything and it's like the fourth or fifth hole in the one guy comes up to me so and he's like hey do you think you could uh when we're on the green you want to just wait till everyone putts out before you start doing your thing and I'm just like sitting there and I don't want to go like no I'm like that's what it, If that's what makes you comfortable that's I'll do that like if that's what you want I'm fine and um, I just and meanwhile like this next hole that we're on I'm up at the green because I'm just don't want to slow pace of play down and they're both 200 yards back I'm just like come on <laughs> and then I have to wait for you to get to the green wait for you to putt out and then I got another group waiting in the fairway seeing me with the camera on the green thinking oh they got the guy with the camera throwing everyone down it's like come on <laughs> so it ruined my day because I, I, maybe it's just me, but it's just like they were slow enough as it was that I was not slowing place to right play down. So Okay. So it was
0: so it so was it you and two other guys, so you guys were a threesome at the time,
1: There's four right? actually. So yeah.
0: Four? Okay. Were you with so did you know the other at the fourth or No, I
1: didn't know any of them. No, no. Okay. I went to Palm Springs on my own, yeah.
0: Okay, did you went? so there were the two guys who were, I guess we call them um, uh, exhibit A assholes <laughs> and then the other guy, were you, did you and the other guy share a cart or did you guys have four, did you guys have, was there three carts? No, there's three carts. There are three carts, okay so perfect, well <laughs> I mean, pace and play with that, like there's two guys and you're filming doing your thing Then, I don't know, I, I mean, look, uh, it's it's a skill. Um, yeah. Like when i have done my filming, and it, like definitely, I know pace of play is the biggest thing. And uh, I would say like one of the strategies I have, actually, I have uh, actually, I use my phone. I use the SwingU app, so I have my phone. I have another extra phone, so I just hit that one on the tripod, and I just let that one roll, and then then just use my 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 regular phone for all my yardages and so forth. There, I mean, I'm a tech guy, but. Uh, <laughs> That's how I do it to make it seem a little bit easier, but yeah, like uh, I guess it's kind of tough to to shoot shot for shot. I mean, it's a skill. I I didn't do it this a lot this past season, but the season before that, and I guess the twenty the twenty twenty one season, yeah, I was all over that. Right.
1: <laughs> and then, for example, okay. the, next, the next day I go to PJ West yeah. Pete Dye Mountain Course. I'm playing two guys from Minnesota. It was the best experience I had in Palm Springs. These guys were awesome. They actually wanted to play another round, another day with me. Yes. Like we, was just, you know, like you do you, you click with some guys on the golf course. It's like people in general, like that's why people become friends, right? Like you just click. And it was, um, and that's what I love about traveling and golf. Like I played with two people from Minnesota. I played with like three or four different people from around Cali, played with a guy from Korea, a guy actually that grew up in Winnipeg that now lives in, in San Francisco. It's like, so it's just funny how you meet all these different people. And that's kind of one of the things I enjoy about it the most, but like they made the day so like, so enjoyable. The three of us played in three hours and 35 minutes with carts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not, and that's the thing. It's like, it gets by a not slow piece to play down, but it's always in the back of my head. That's my yeah, biggest worry whenever I bring this. You know, you're, you're right
0: about it. It's interesting. Cause like, again, like I've, I've made some, uh, like some, some, some good, like I guess, friends just playing golf. With them and met through like, just even my um through my uh, following. But uh, even people I've met on the course that now follow me, and I follow them, and uh yeah, like again, golf brings people together. But think about it this way: a lot of people that uh, if you get so pissed off that another person you're joining up with, like, look, you're outside, right? You're outside yep. doing something that you fucking love to do. So like, why are you mad, at? right? Sure, you're you're, you're you, you know all that speed we play and sometimes your your game is shit but your game's shit that day you know it's like you know it's like you 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 do you you control your 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 you can control how you are to other people right no absolutely like and like i don't know man i just i i mean i'm a lover of the sport and i'm a lover of you know meeting other people and seeing how they go about their own processes like look i like i enjoy uh consuming your content and definitely you know we've had uh, conversations via um, like you know direct messaging and comment messages So it's like I I just I don't understand the and I think like golf is golf is changing right. I mean yeah. and the, the social element is a big thing within golf right. And you see like say like a like a like a platform or a company like Live Golf has really leaned into that social element right. And and but bring, yeah. it brings people together, but it's like. I just don't see these people. Like, I had to smack some guy down. uh not just past season, season before on Bowl 1. I'm not sure I posted about that. Because he was just an asshole, right? So I had to tune him off. So he didn't last – he didn't last – he didn't get past the first hole because he was just being a dick to <laughs> my friend of mine. Like, he was, yeah, I just couldn't take it, right? So, you know, like, you know how it is. You live on the prairies. We, we just don't take kindly that kind of stuff. So you, you got a little on-course justice, right? But <laughs> – yeah, I've never,
1: ever, uh, like, yeah, no, I, 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 that was the only time I've ever, like, been, nothing, new. honestly, like, nothing bothers me too much, but it's just, like, for some reason, it was just, like, that was my, that's my biggest worry, and then these guys, like, pushed me to that point, and then it just ruined my day, like, I, yeah, like you said, I, you have the choice to be mad, but, yeah, I let, I let myself get mad, and that let me bother me, and it, it ruined the day, like, I felt like I shot 90, and the video came only, I think I shot 76 or 77, but it felt like I shot 90. And yeah. it was just, it was unenjoyable there. It was just, it, but it's a beautiful course, but I, I hated it because of who I played this. It's a beautiful golf
0: course. Yeah. And you know, if you look at, like again, this sport, like golf needs to be more inviting. And this is the reason why, say, persons who maybe um, there's a deterrent, um, maybe some people, they might not be as uh, versed in this, Sport, you know you can't fault someone for like learning the sport right but also on the side is i can see why maybe females might not want to play or join up with other people like females play a sport in a different manner or about doing it if you're not at an elite level uh because of persons like that who have some sort of agenda or they're just just because someone's different or not doing the way things that they do that they create this environment that it's it's toxic and it's not inviting and that's yeah, in of the problem
1: i think with a female you know, like, it honestly it comes down to the pace of play too like that is the biggest stressor for most people in golf it's like well one no one wants to throw anyone down yeah. no one wants to right yeah. so it's, it's and i think that's deters a lot of women from playing is mm. is those like decks that say something that's like oh well you're four hours and one minute i play in three hours and 59 like get off the course when did like, that happen? Like,
0: right? You know, what I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, I mean, okay, 18 holes and you play with, like, we. it's interesting you say this, so 18 holes and you play with four people. Yeah. Right? Hypothetically. Uh, 18 holes, depending on what track you're playing, maybe if you haven't played the track before, right, it's going to take a little bit longer. So it's going to take around four and a half hours to play an 18-hour round. That's, that's probably, with four people, granted, right? Yeah, I
1: would, Depends where yeah, again, like you said, depends where you're playing. Depends where you're playing. Right. right? Like, I mean also it's, it's, in the for example. Okay.
0: What do you what's what's your take on like how long it should take or pay, like uh depending upon like say it's in the where you play, what's what's the pace?
1: Uh and mornings were I would say three forty five is on average. And there's a group that that will play like three fifteen in the morning and they'll literally go up to people in the tee box, if they're ahead of them, they'll be like, hey, can we play ahead of you? We don't want to be slowed down. And you know what? They should just get that first tee time, because they're, they're going to put pressure on the people behind, in front of them all day long. Just let them have the first tee time, and they'll fly. And mm-hmm. that's what they do. So whatever, just let them have it. And, but yeah, in the morning, like Sunday mornings, will we go to like 8 in the morning, 8.30, it's like, it's like 3.45. But if I go out in the afternoon on like say a Friday afternoon or Friday morning, it could take four and a half. It just depends on who's out there. And yeah, so it's and again like you're talking about uh, if you play a new course, and when I go play a new course, I'm probably four fifteen. And this is because you're trying to you're talking about trying to figure out where to go, what to do. But I still try to keep up with the group ahead of me. Is like I, I Still feel like I don't ever fall back, and I think that's if that's what people should just try to in in golf. To kick, I got two hours to play the yeah. front To me, I think golf should be ten. That's that's yeah. for me. Once you get to four and a half, it's it just it drags on. You're waiting a lot, and it just it drags on. But I actually was thinking about that today on the course, and slow play doesn't actually bother me. Like I've had a couple times last year that. Pro shop come out, me and Matt are filming a match and like, hey, like, we know it's slow, I'm like, man, I like, I got nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm out here I'm playing golf, like I I'm it doesn't bother me. I'm like, man, if i for five hours today, I'm ready for five hours, I'm still gonna be out here. So uh I think if you step, it just depends on if you have to rush to get in a game, that's gonna ruin the day. But if you if you have five hours to go play golf and it's gonna take four or four and a half, you're probably not gonna be bothered by it, so
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. And I, and like, personally, I, um, yeah, I'm not bothered by by slow play. It doesn't, it doesn't really affect me again. Like, again, being out in nature, uh, I'm just there. I'm just trying to enjoy myself and uh, I could be doing other things, but I'm actually golfing. So I'm happy about that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, there's, there's a rare time that maybe slow play, I guess one of the last rounds I played, uh, when we got to, uh, we played at like Richmond Hill uh, golf course, and we were at hole. I think uh, would have been hole. Yeah, we were just gonna tee off on hole eleven, and we were already three hours, like three and a half hours in. That was that was pretty bad. Like it, 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 was, it was it was there was like no Marshall to be seen, and yeah, for sure that, that there was an issue. But I don't know. It was it was a fall day playing golf in November. It was probably like 20, yeah. twenty twenty twenty. Uh,
1: you couldn't Jesus.
0: go wrong with it. So, yeah. like big. Uh, no, there was another guy in our group, so, so my friend Steve's uh, buddy had to be somewhere. Um, and if you've ever driven around in uh, in the Toronto or greater Toronto area, the traffic, that's that's a that huge issue <laughs> for us. So uh, golf rounds, uh, usually uh, golf isn't as a, uh, you play a four-hour round of golf and it takes you about an hour to drive to your destination. So it's usually like a six or seven-hour shift. Okay, so it's a full- day of uh pretty much of a commitment there but okay i I was actually gonna ask what oh go ahead Uh, i was gonna ask you about your home course how what's the what's the total yardage on your home course there
1: uh it's just over 6300 from the blues and 67 just just around 6700 from the blacks Okay, so, yes, like, right okay. now, today, it's probably playing another 400 yards longer than what it would on a regular day because you get zero roll. Like, yeah. I'll pull the ball, and my ball will be right behind. Like, you can see where it landed. It, and, again, it doesn't plug there, but it's, like, an inch away from where it landed. Okay. So it plays long in the wintertime. But, yeah, I was telling them that we got to play the back tees every day next year because, yeah, putting out 490-yard par fives or 480-yard par fives for whole vlogs doesn't really... I get chirped a lot for it. <laughs>
0: oh, really? That's
1: so yeah. funny? Okay, that makes sense. All right. I was actually
0: going to ask you, so, um, you've mentioned to me, but you're friends with their, uh, Aaron uh, Cockrell, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. who, uh, uh, right now he is playing on the DP World Tour. Yeah. Uh, I falling a little bit. You know, these last two Rolex events here. I saw that, uh, last weekend he, he missed, uh, missed the cut by a decent amount, but this weekend he just missed the cut by like, I think one stroke, but, uh, did you guys grow up together in uh, in uh, Manitoba, or what's the deal there?
1: Yeah, he uh, he was, was he three year he's three years younger than me. So uh, I didn't really like he he went to a different school in a different town, and then I didn't really know who he was until high school golf. And he is grade nine, and he goes and shoots like 34 on the, on the nine hole qualifying day that we 35 on the nine hole qualifying day we had as in grade nine, and I'm like, so. Who the hell is this kid? Yeah. and like we're all like I'm in grade twelve, been on the team for four years. I didn't make the team that year in grade twelve because I sucked. And like I was talking before, how all these young good kids came up in the back shop. Well, those are the kids that kicked me off the high school to the golf team too, because they're all shooting mid to like thirty five to like thirty eight, and I'm around 40, yeah. 42, 43. Oh. Yeah, so I didn't. Yeah, so no, it's crazy. And then like there's a hole on there, and it's like, oh yeah, did you hear? Aaron drove the green. It's like. I think it was like a three hundred and twenty yard par four or something and he, he's like driving the green, he's 15, 14 years old. It's like mm. okay. <laughs> but um like yeah, he's he's honestly he's, like, he's probably a better person than a golfer and well he's obviously a really good golfer, but um yeah, yeah I was just talking to him the other day actually and he uh was, like, asked him how his game was going, he's like it's not really there right now. Mm. He's like, like he said, the game's okay, the drivers not great at all, and I said, "Oh, I guess you probably need to drive the ball pretty well out there." Eh? He said, like, "Yeah, when the rough is six inches, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to be in the rough." Yeah. So, I don't know he's a uh, he's good guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, uh, like I love seeing uh, obviously following um, other Canadians to see what they're doing in the professional game, and um, obviously us being we're not Americans, right so we get a chance to see a different perspective, and I think we have another uh, uh i guess an appreciation for things that aren't American right? Because we we're not so like, guys playing over in, uh on the d p or they perform the a european tour uh I love watching that like I, I mean i don't i personally think and maybe this is just me um and maybe your thoughts i like, i think they play like harder setups. I personally think that. I mean, I don't know what what Aaron's told you, but well,
1: I don't, I don't get to watch it. I've been talking about this stuff, but that's, but I don't know if he would know because he's never played on the Corn Ferry or the PGA Tour. Right, he played on the Canadian Tour, and then he decided. Well, I'm not I'm pretty sure. Again, don't quote me on this. I didn't get the exact, didn't really get the exact details from him, but I know he went over there because for world ranking points, it's an easier way to get more world ranking points. So because the DP World Tour gets more ranking points than the Corn Trade Tour, and it's so, yes. to get over there and try to get into that tour, which he was like, he played in the Challenge Tour, I think for, I think it was for one year, I could be wrong, but then, then he went to the first DP, or at that time, the uh, European Tour qualifier, and he qualified in the first stage, and got his full status in his first year, so like, that, obviously a stress reliever, then COVID, then he got, then they all got exempt their cards again, so he got two years on there, and he's taken full advantage of it. He had, so he had a really good year last year, really good year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I didn't get a chance to look up his stats from last year, but obviously he has status and he's playing this year so far, right? And, yeah. uh, uh, that's awesome. Good. Good for him. You know, and I'll continue to follow his career. But thanks even pointing that out. That's year, like, That that. Uh, that you knew him, um, that you're friends with him, because so it's like, hey, you know, I mean, there's always these fringe guys that are out there, but like uh, mean, a lot of people aren't familiar with that even like a, a player like Brooks Kafka, like he got his start on the Challenge Tour, then he went from the Challenge Tour to the European Tour, then he came over to PGA, then, you know, he ended up winning I like, the Waste Management. That's what got him, you know. But like I had yeah. followed, I'm, I actually knew who Brooks was because he was playing over in Europe, and because I'm a Nike guy, right? So I I, I, was, I was familiar with who he was uh, prior to him, like, blowing up on the PGA Tour, right, and you could tell that this guy, this guy was legit, or, like, an athlete legit, right, so, I don't know, is that, uh, like, Cockrell himself, is, did he play other sports other than just uh, golf, or what? Yeah, he played hockey
1: and baseball growing up, and then, um, he's got to, like, I've list, I, I know the story, but it, I've listened to a couple of podcasts he's been on, he's, he's told it quite a lot, out there, but. Like, he, the reason how he got into it is like he was playing baseball, and I think it was someone on his baseball team was just like, hey, let you want to go play in this golf tournament? Like, I'm going to play in a golf tournament this week. And he's like, sure. Anyone. Okay. So <laughs> that's kind of how he got into it. Like, it's as crazy as that, yeah.
0: Uh, that is amazing. So it's just, you yeah. know what? I mean, like, that's just like a talent you play. Obviously, we, we both have played that stick and pop, but he played baseball and he went straight up into the, the hockey thing and went yeah and golf and yeah. <laughs> that's, that is like ah awesome that's that's good. There you go. Trying to mean that the and the story's kinda gone on to his guy's I guess ponied that into the golf career. Did he play college golf? Yeah. Did
1: he go- He went down to I forget the first school he went down to, but then he transferred to Idaho D one and I think he played oh, like yeah, two years. Yeah. And then he said it wasn't until his coach there really pushed him that he could play pro golf and really got into his ear that he didn't, I, I don't know if he thought of it, like really after college, I think he, uh, but it wasn't until his coach said, you, you, you can do it. Okay. And yeah. So, but like people don't, I don't think people understand like how, how actually good they are. Like uh, even playing on the Canadian tour, how good those guys are. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Cause like, I think Aaron at the time, I can't remember if he was 19 or 20 and he was coming back from college and he was just hitting at the range where I was working mm-hmm. and one of the members came in and he's like, he's hitting it into a bucket and he's got like a six iron in his hand, which mm-hmm. he watched him for like 10, 15 minutes. It so wasn't actually hitting into a bucket, but the dispersion, every single ball was been like six, eight feet and he's like, it's it's insane.
0: He's out there hitting
1: iron and he's like just dropping it right in the same spot. It's like, so like... He was that good at 20, yeah. and now he's 30. It's like how much better he is than playing on the second best tour in the world, and or third now. You never know with live, right? So, um, yeah, so it's, it's crazy. People don't understand that. It's like I, get, I, get, I bet you anyone who golfs with a scratch golfer would be like, oh, like, you can do what those guys do on TV because scratch golfers are decent golfers, but you've got to be a plus six, seven handicapped. to ever have a hope to be a pro golfer.
0: Yes, that, that 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 is correct. Yeah, I mean, initially I was actually going to the handicap. I was actually going to ask you about that, like so even yourself. And we were kind of chatting that you did your uh, your I guess your I guess you started your of Canada uh guess certificate maybe yeah. a little while back or what? Okay. I
1: guess, yeah, I got uh, that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got that when I was after my second year of school. So. Okay. My whole my whole thing with going to school was to uh, be a teacher and then teachers don't make very good money in the first six, seven years working. So it's going to be like, okay, well, you can be, a, I love going to the golf course. I absolutely love it. It was the only job I ever had where it never felt like I was going to work. So mm. I thought, well, be a golf pro and you can be a golf pro in the summertime for three, four months. Maybe you do two jobs for two months a year. So be it. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of why I got, why I went got that card and was that that reason pretty much specifically because I didn't want to go do construction or something. I yeah. know <laughs> I'm working in an industry, so industry, so kind of funny how that works.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah correct. I was actually going to say, so did so did you end up? Did you so you taught during the summer for there like a, a, a brief little bit? When did you do that when you you were in Manitoba? or Did you do that when you're in North Dakota, or did you do that? when you're out in, like, D.C.?
1: Uh, well, I'm trying... I did a few lessons when I was back in Manitoba, um, but right when I was actually starting to get that started up is when I moved to northern Alberta. And then I didn't golf for two years. Like, I didn't golf at all. Like, Yeah, so I when I moved up there first, it was like work, 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 and um, didn't golf for two 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 and a half years, pretty much. And, yeah, so then got back into it and but I was just about, it's funny, maybe I should stop teaching or start trying to start up lessons because I'm starting up lessons and Manitoba, told I moved to Alberta and then the, the summer when we moved here, I had all this stuff on. I think I had like 10 or 12 people lined up to do lessons in Northern Alberta and I moved to here. So maybe it's a good idea for me to teach. Or else It's a sign that we're probably getting moving soon. So yeah. but I, I have a couple people on social media right now that I'm doing stuff through that and, First couple have been kind of cool in the interactions. Again, get to meet new people and get to see what their golf goals are and where they want to go. And I, and I enjoy helping people. That's why I wanted to be a teacher. I enjoy teaching. I've coached a lot throughout my life. So I, I enjoy that aspect. So it's as warning for me as it is for them. So,
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say, like, from a coaching perspective, like, look, um, I've had a uh, coaching or wellness coaching based business. So, like, personally, so you, you have that coaching value even being like a former athlete. and just passing on the knowledge to other people about biomechanics and uh also well, I get where you're coming from as a person who wants to see other people do well. Yeah, yeah. I think that sort of thought process comes across very well. It, even how you present your own material in you know, regards what you're doing with it for so you can see that you're actually taking people into uh, a process but you're 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 teaching them and you're doing that it's come from authentic place, right?
1: Yeah. No, I I agree.
0: People, and people gravitate to that and', and, and just in my in my opinion like I, um, I I personally see a lot of respect in what you're doing as, as a person um, maybe you. some market as an entrepreneur and you could I guess in both of those teams from the parade it, it, it's, it's a little bit different you kind of take care of your own as community They like really kind of shirt off the back type country and there's a lot of authenticity in that so I, I can see that you know you're doing things the right way I can say oh,
1: that thank much. you yeah yeah so
0: I was actually going to ask you about um okay, so because we talked about uh, since like you're you've been in this golf thing, and i have asked you before uh privately that are you do you have any aspirations to um look at maybe qualifying uh for the cane open as like an amateur or you know giving it a little shot even you know what like look uh last year i um i uh i caddied for a friend of mine's friend. For the Ontario Open and so one of the Kennedy zero I guess you said PJ Tour Canada stopped. And like I said, you know, I know how like it's it's not easy no. for a guy to there their little legit, but have you ever thought about you know going in at new school, just testing it? I would that. have to
1: I, I would have to put in six hours minimum practice a week. I'd probably have to get my handicap to like a plus four. Um like it's just if I wanted to do that i would just i would have to stop doing social media okay um do i think if i went and got an actual golf coach and actually put the prep time and, and effort you need to put in to be that good maybe I, I don't know without trying it i would like to think that i could but again you could get a rude awakening when you get out there right so um there's a guy actually at our golf course last year he was australian and he was a plus two handicap and he went to the canadian tour Peace school at crown isle and didn't qualify, and then he went out back to Australia and tried to qualify for the Australian PGA, didn't qualify, and he had a plus two handicap. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy that I knew from North, and um, his name's actually Jordan Relling, and he he got sick, didn't qualify for the uh, Canadian tour, but he went to a uh, Monday qualifier at Gallagher's Canyon, shot the course record, and ended up getting in that way, but he again he didn't make the cut so he goes and shoots nine under ten under I think he shot six it was maybe it was eleven or, I don't know sixty one sixty two or and something like that qualified and then didn't make the cut okay and he's a phenomenal golfer like I think he's a plus four plus five and he works at Tobiano he got his PGA Tour Canada he got his like club card and he's working at Tobiano now but like and he's got the course record at Tobiano too but. It's, so, like, there's those guys who can go low. You gotta And, again, I don't know how to go low. Like, my okay. lowest score is only 66. Um, okay. So, and, and that's probably my biggest thing is one, this consistency right now, and two, I don't really know how to go shoot 62, 63, or 64. And playing with Matt, who probably I, I don't know the rankings, but he's got to be a top 10 junior in B.C. And, he, and I wouldn't be surprised by the end of this year if he's probably the best junior in B.C., but um, he he's a plus four, he's 16 years old, and like he goes on, funny thing we're talking about here, like, go sh- I shoot 73 last week, and we he made me feel, feel like I shot 80. He shot 67. Really? And, yeah, he shot 67. I shot yeah. 73, and I'm just like around the golf course, just grinding just the just half holes. And he, So, like, you're just yeah. out there, and like if I was golfing by myself with my own ball, it would have been totally different, but it's like, when you're golfing with someone that good, it makes you yeah. feel like 73 is not good enough, right? 70 is yeah. not good enough. you got to go shoot 65 if you want to beat someone like that, so you yeah. need to be able to shoot that 78 under, and... I I don't I don't know how to do that, oh. and maybe one day I'll click. But I don't put enough time into practicing. I put more time into editing and creating content, which I, I love to do. So mm. I don't know. Maybe one day when maybe I I don't know. Maybe go to like a, a Monday qualifier would be fun. Maybe one day down the road. But I don't think I'd ever try to get a tour recovery. I thought maybe it would be fun to do it, but there's a lot of time you have to dedicate to that, and I got a family and now doing social media stuff, it's just right? sometimes you gotta be realistic with yourself. So
0: Yeah, absolutely right. You know, uh, you you I having uh certain expectations, but you know, uh, a guy could dream, right? You
1: can dream that that's uh, it's always fun.
0: Right? Like I think every
1: scratch golfer, honestly, like it's, I think my handicap right now is like a plus point nine and it was because I played really well in Palm Springs and it's funny because me and Matt joke about this like whenever I go on a trip I play better than when I do it now. way better and I okay. don't know what it is so, but it's I went to Calgary played good went to North Dakota last year played good I went to Palm Springs this year and played really good Like, and um, I don't know what it is but I played better on these trips I don't know if it's because there's no, no distractions I'm just loose I'm just having fun I know what I'm doing I'm, I'm just focused on what I'm doing maybe okay. that has something to do with it okay. but that's interesting maybe said Maybe
0: in the back of your mind, you have more expectations playing a course that you know. When you play a course you don't know, you have zero expectations, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I was actually going to ask you about your own game. So, what's the, what do you think the, what part of your game do you do the best, right? Is it driving the ball? Is it iron play? Is it your short game? I'd say my iron play is definitely my
1: weakest for sure. <laughs> okay, correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Matt likes to tell me that my best game is driving. I do hit a Like if my driver's on, the game becomes super easy for me. Oh. Uh, like really easy. Cause like, I'm like, I, I did lose a little bit of distance this, this fall, like, or end of summer fall. Like I was on average, I was probably carrying it the year before going into last year in the summertime. I was probably carrying like 295, 300, rolling up to 320. And, the end of the year, it's like 280, 285. Like, I lost a lot. And it was more so, like, just trying to make sure I was making a consistent swing. But, yeah, I know I would – I've always been – I've always thought the best part of my game is, like, 100 yards in. So. Okay. Okay. So the best part of your game, you
0: thought it was always 100 yards yeah, in. Yeah, but, but – driving – You're going
1: to and will say something different.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say to you, yeah, so you're um, – as a left-handed golfer – you spin like you you draw the ball, and a lot of courses they set up. There are obviously certain the courses. I think maybe Nich- Nicholson International or Mitchell National in Calgary, since Phil uh, designed that, might penalize left or left-handers uh, as opposed to penalizing right-handers, because most courses set up to penalize the right-handed golfer, right? But uh, you flight the ball with that draw, and obviously it's a draw, you're getting more getting more spin. To get yeah. more distant, right? So like, I got—I have a friend of mine who's a left-handed golfer. I call you guys left-hand, left-handed wizards, right? You know, <laughs> it's usually more. Well, the majority of left-handed golfers, you guys all are are always just decent players, right? I mean, I just know what it is. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's
1: not, I guess. Oh, there's. There's some bad lefties out there.
0: I know one of them. Uh, uh, a guy I grew up with. Uh, guy, he's actually ridiculous. Uh, he's left-handed. He he right-handed though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
1: It's uh, an yeah,
0: it 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 interesting story. Okay, I was actually gonna ask you, like, uh, for all the courses. So you've traveled Western Canada, and also to you've traveled like you've been in the the north part of the United yeah. States and the western yeah. part of the United States. So, like, what are some of the what would you say some of the best tracks, your favorite tracks that you've played?
1: Oh, um, I, I can break it up. Uh, Canada, my my favorite ultimate track is Silvertip. Uh, it's just something about it. I, it could have been the first time I ever played mountain golf, and when I got there, it was the biggest wow factor I ever had. That definitely probably plays a factor in me liking Silvertip so much. Uh, it has the best, my favorite hole in the world, which is number two on there. It's like 517 yard par five, and you, you you've probably seen it on the page. And the tee box, the three sisters way in the background, the huge mountains, and it's just, it's a phenomenal looking golf hole. My favorite hole. It probably helps that I eagled it the last time I played too, but it uh definitely my favorite hole I've ever played. Just the backdrop, it's phenomenal. Um, In the States, no, I thought PJ West Stadium course was my favorite, but after going to North Dakota, um, Bully Pulpit in North Dakota is probably my favorite course that I've played in the States. And, uh, yeah, so just just general, like, eye test and stuff like that, Bully Pulpit in North Dakota is my favorite course in the States so far. Um, PJ West Stadium course is probably my second. So, but facility-wise... Again, I know I said they caught me, but Indian Wells, staff, everything they experience is blew everything I've ever experienced in golf, in the golf world. So like, they had stuff at night. They had a skating rink there, which is crazy because they're in California. Oh, and okay. yeah. an outdoor skating rink? Huh? Like an outdoor skating yeah. rink in California? Yeah. Oh, Only one that. in Southern California Cal- Cal was at Indian Wells. Okay. So... Yeah, they had it they I think they had it just for like the Christmas season. Okay. And yeah, and they have like a night golf thing there, they light up the range, they do a whole thing at their at their putting green, it's all lights and games. It's it's a cool experience. Okay. And um, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It's I would say that was the best facility and resort I've ever played at. But of course it's my favorite one in Canada's yeah, Silver Tip and then Holy Pulpit, in North Dakota. North Dakota, okay that makes
0: sense, yeah. I have friends who have played at Silvertip. Um, you know, good friends of mine have gone out that way. Uh, they went out this past year. They went the year before that. So I've uh, good things. I haven't played there yet. Uh, obviously, uh, that is uh, on my it. bucket list. I've heard it's it's something. It's something to, uh, uh, again, up in Canada here, uh, although those of us, those people who aren't, who, are who are listening or watching that aren't from... Uh, uh, Western Canada or Canada in general that we have great golf up here, especially in the Rockies, right? Yeah. And, okay. And the Bully Pulpit, uh, that, is that the course that it kind of looked like it was a kind um, of like a latest like fire tech course?
1: Uh, kind of looks like you're in Africa, honestly. Um, you're in the Badlands. Can yeah. you hear me, John? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Great. Okay. okay. So, yeah, it's uh it kinda looks like you're in the Badlands, or you are in the Badlands. You're right in the Badlands in North Dakota. Um I've never been there. <laughs> it's just something that I'm like looking around, just the style of trees and like videos or pictures I've seen, I was like, Jesus, this is what it looks like this feels like I was that's where it was. So and it's just it's just so different. It, you're not I couldn't get you couldn't get that anywhere else. And the back line has like a four hole stretch that just blows you away. Like it's yeah, it, it it's something it's hard to explain without being there and seeing it. If you go watch the videos and stuff you can maybe get a little bit of a taste of what I'm talking about, but it's uh it's one of those things that there's few there's a few golf courses. Well not few. I I, I try to play some of the top end courses, especially the ones with a lot of like good views. It's kinda of something I like try to strive to get out to people. But with mm-hmm. um that course it's just you sit there a little bit longer than like you just wonder like how is it here kind of thing like mm-hmm. how did you how did you think to put it here and yeah it's i don't know it's one of those you have to go experience it you just have to the front nine is it's okay it's it's definitely a good golf, golf course but the back nine just it's something out it's something out of this world
0: I'll i actually I'll remember that yeah because I remember watching your videos and I was asking like hey where is that right okay. uh, yeah. I knew it was somewhere in the prairies so I wasn't too sure it was in Manitoba, but okay they it's not on the Great Plains being that like the Great Plains for the United States but yeah. they're the badlands that uh, they reminded me of a a course that's just like, north of here in Saskatoon uh, Dakota Dunes uh, yeah. I know that uh, my sister's getting the uh revival. Played there and uh, I've been high on that. It's one of my favorite courses that I've played uh, so far within uh, life. But and uh, I play there towards the end of the season, so not. Imagine... So yeah, yeah, that's a good facility. They have
1: thirty-six holes there, right? Uh, they
0: only have uh they only have eighteen at uh, Dakota Dunes, from uh, what I gathered. But I don't know. I think I don't know. Okay. From what I saw, eighteen but you know, I could be wrong about that because i only spent. What, maybe a number of hours or just wandered around and I got out so I was just passing through but I was actually going to no. ask you so uh, I guess what's next for uh, slinging it forth in 2023 uh, like what do you what do you guys what do you have in the what do you have in the chamber
1: We got uh, there's a couple things okay cool one I don't want to talk about unless uh, okay. unless it you comes out it. But, yeah. um, you'll be one of the first to know. I'll send you a message if it comes out but uh I Currently, i got like a proud 90 who sponsors my, which is what I wear for, now for clothing and, and brands. And so i got, I got all of them coming up in a week. Okay. And we'll see what, what kind of goes on with that. Um, I know they mentioned something last year about a content week, which they bring all their creators together. They did it the year before. So I'm hoping that that comes about because then something I've been wanting to do for the last like, six months is start to find people to collab with so and they got some pretty big names under under who wears their stuff like ceo golf is under them and uh another guy that i talked to now a little bit is golf gamble he just started up last year he's got like forty thousand followers so um yeah so it's just meeting these people seeing what they do what works what doesn't what they have done that's failed that i don't make that mistake or just collabing with them and getting on their channel and obviously they like you have to get a following in, in a in a community together to be able to grow and be able to do what you want so hopefully I can reach their they can help me reach other people so i'm really looking i'm hoping that happens if it does. um and then I'm gonna go back to Manitoba uh sometime either spring or fall go play there and um we got a we got a little baby on the way so it's gonna be kind of put a put a little uh little roadblock
0: into something but yeah that's it's a good roadblock. So Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I guess uh early congratulations to you and your lady know you. uh, that happening uh in your life. So when are you guys expecting the new audition? Uh July. July, oh cool. cool. Uh, I'm a I'm a July bird, so uh, I'm the thirty first. I'm a Leo, but okay. uh, I'll push it. maybe that I don't know you might more than likely are you guys thinking early July or yeah, mid July
1: July.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Oh, well, that's not that bad, right? You know, okay. No. Um, so, do you do you have any other kids right now, or just uh, just the first one? Nope. Do you got oh, no.
1: we got uh, two more. So I got a 15 year old daughter. Her name is Lily, and then we okay. got a, a little one, two and a half year old. Her name is Navy. and Little okay. on the waves. Oh,
0: interesting. So does does your daughter does does your daughter golf or play any other sports or what? Uh, she's of two.
1: studying this year. Um. Okay. She, She's wanting, yeah, she, she, I think she wants the golf. It's just, she's a social butterfly, so she just wants to be around people. And, yeah. And correct, yeah. I, don't she, I don't know if, if golf is, is, she doesn't want me to pull her away. I I don't know. I know she wants to. She just wants to do so many things. And there's okay. okay. But one day I know uh, she'll yeah. get it.
0: Yeah. There you go. That's something you, I guess, uh, father and daughter, you guys could share. Uh, I didn't realize that you had a child. That well, two. I well, think you, you had a couple of kids, but uh, I had to ask because obviously there's listeners here. But uh, your daughter's 15, so you're you know, you're a full blown man. You're you're a father two, soon to be father of three. Also, too, like you, you're you're an avid golfer and you're you're a content creator. So that's a, that's, a, that's, a that's all hats to juggle. So. Big props to you, my friend. That's amazing.
1: I'll give prop, props, props to my, I'll give props to my wife Caitlin because uh, if it wasn't for her to let me go out and do this stuff and kind of just like it takes a lot of time, so yeah, um, I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for her. To be honest,
0: yeah, there you go, right? Like, you know, like I guess love to your lady is right. You know, like again, a lot of people, uh, I guess. There's certain things I'm not sure she golfs or she probably enjoys other things, but it's like a, a hundred, a hundred. You give a hundred, the other person gets a hundred back, and it's a, it's a mind share of self yep. just living life to enjoy things you enjoy, right? So I mean, kudos to both of you guys being able to balance that out.
1: Yeah, she she uh, she's special. <laughs> Yeah, like I, how many people tell her, like, I don't know how you let them do it. And it's just like, our whole, our whole relationship though, like we met in school and I was playing hockey and it was like, I was always doing sports, right? So it's kind of something that's just always in in our, in our relationship. So, but I'm sure she won't be around more. I I probably should be around more, but one day. One
0: day, one day you'll be there, right? Okay. It's amazing, man. All right. Well, uh, I guess I uh, just kind of wrapped some things up here, but like uh, I guess thanks for uh, thanks for joining us and like sharing sharing your story. And you know, I love you know I I love the conversation that you and I have. we've always we've had conversations uh, like through DM and following your content. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I'd let people kind of come in here to take a peek on some of the things that we've spoken about and just to be able to get your just be able to get to know you and actually to follow what you're doing at uh, Sling It at sports because. You know, a lot of man, like, you're, you're doing things the right way. And like, I hope like, things are going to go well for you. Just keep sticking with it. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And that's what I'd say. Right? And you have Thank more you. incentive to do it. But, I mean, like, man respect
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of time. I, I think doing what, especially you do, you know how much time you put into it. You mm-hmm. have to really enjoy it. And it's quite a question I get quite all quite a lot actually is like so what do you do? Well do you do you enjoy do you like doing the editing? Like I I love it. Like it feels like I'm like especially the stuff I put together on YouTube. Like you're putting together like the day, the story and it's like you're it it's it's a rewarding feeling to like just put it out there and then I don't know, like I, I know I only get like a hundred, a few hundred people watching watching a video right now, but it's got to start somewhere and it's even this just kind of cool seeing that it's like when I first started putting them out it's like 40, 50 people watch it now it's 100, 200, 300, 400 or the video I put was like that I almost shot 29 it's like almost a thousand people watched it so um hardest platform by far to grow on and yeah. so it's I like doing that part I like putting that out of the story and I enjoy editing it's, it's just if you don't enjoy that part of it just don't even bother doing this because it's just, just going to be frustrating and not fun.
0: Yeah you know, these you say that in editing, if you look at, like, the digital age, it's an art form, though, right? I mean, people like to paint, people like to draw. Um, maybe some people like to sculpt, right? It's telling, yeah. You're telling stories, right? No, yeah, I never thought know, I would do it. Yeah, you know, and, that's, and it's a process, but it's always nice to see a finished product after. It doesn't matter... Yeah. You know, like you know you put it together and make big you can paint a picture and just someone like it or you know, like I'm, I'm big into photography. I used to love doing that uh, when I was in school and I did it a little bit, but um, maybe someone might like it, maybe they might not, but it's there, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right, my friend, that's uh, i guess that's the wrap. Uh, I guess. thanks for watching guys and uh, watching and listening, and uh, I'll get back to you guys again with our next episode with, I don't know whoever, but with someone.